Hey everybody, welcome to Begin Again. My name is Darren Jackson, and welcome back. It's been a minute. We launched this project two and a half years ago. Uh, right now it's 2020, late 2020. We started this in early 2018 and recorded about 10 episodes that were fun and meaningful and important and uh, joyful conversations and sometimes hard conversations with people who live with resilience and grit and have overcome things and started things. And that's kind of where I was. I was in a, a, a place of new beginning in my life and transition in a big way. And I'm back there again in a place of transition and approaching this with a new intent. Um, before, uh, it was my, my first time doing any sort of project like this. And I, I had goals, uh, goals around the metrics, you know, goals around the numbers and the social media and the growth. And those are not the right metrics for me. And those are not the right metrics for this show, for this project. This is in my heart and in my soul, this project. And it's not to be measured. It's not to be uh, judged by how many people listen every week and how many people follow every social media account. So anyways, this time we're doing it a little differently. And because before was not sustainable uh, with me as the only person doing social media and content creation and keeping up with all of the channels and the things, I've scrapped all of it. And there is no separate social media account. There is no um, separate website. There's there's me and there's y'all and there's the conversations that we'll have here. And I am so excited about that. I'm excited about the uh, simplicity and the just the lack of noise. I hope this will be a place where you can rest and be thoughtful and reflective and laugh, hopefully, and uh, maybe turn down the volume on on the noise of the world right now, because it's been a bit of a year, huh? As you listen to this, or as this is released anyways, it's November 2nd, the day before the end of the 2020 election cycle here in the States. And wow, it has been grueling. It has been uh, way too long, first of all, way too long, this political cycle, this election cycle. Um, but that's the system that we have for now. And it is, uh, it feels like we are raw, individually and collectively, just at the end of it. And it'll be a few days before we get the final count. And that's normal, but it'll be a few days before we know for sure, unless it's, you know, a landslide one way or the other. So everybody on, on, no matter if you're paying attention to the news or not, I feel like most of us are pretty um, on edge. And so I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about that as I record this, as I talk to you now, like what, what do we need to do? What do we need to do today and tomorrow to prepare for this week? I'm already exhausted by this week and we're not even in it yet. So let's talk about that <laughs> instead of talking about how the year has been, because we know. Um, and instead of talking about what's coming up, because we can't know, let's talk about right now. So how are you right now? Take a deep breath. If you're driving, if you're walking, if you're cleaning the house, if you can pause whatever you're doing and 
take a deep breath and check in. How are you right now? We have been in this year of um, everything being turned up to an 11, whether that was fear or pain or joy, you know, it's been a real whiplashy year. And maybe some of those feelings and experiences have gotten truncated or clipped and you've gotten stuck. Um, Or maybe you've processed all the way through all of your feelings perfectly and you have nothing unresolved. And if that's the case, I would like the name of your podcast because you have more answers than I do. I have no answers. But I wonder how you're doing right now. And if you're not in a place where it's acceptable for you to explore that at the moment, that's okay. You can come back to it, but maybe acknowledge that there's something worth exploring. And now I want to ask you how you can delight yourself today. How can you give yourself the gift of time or care or delight or laughter or stillness? What is it that brings you home to yourself, that brings you back into the center of yourself? And how can you give yourself a way to experience that today and tomorrow? Now, if it's 2022 and you're listening to this and you're like, I feel great, then that's awesome. I can't wait to get there. But if you're listening to this right now, I wonder how you're doing. And I wonder how you can create an opportunity to take care of yourself today and tomorrow, because there will be a lot of work to be done. No matter how this election goes, we're going to have a lot of work to do and a lot of recovering to do. And right now is not the time to do that. Right now is the time to look inward, I think, and check in. How are you doing? How can you take care of yourself today and tomorrow and the next day so that you can be ready for whatever's coming? Now, I also want to talk to you about how we approach the work, how we approach what will need to be done in the coming weeks and months. Um, And like I said a moment ago, and I'll say this a lot, I have no answers. I have a lot of questions and I have a lot of teachers, and I have some practices, but I don't have very many answers. But I do want to offer something for us to consider as we look at the next weeks and months and even years. Uh, And that is that we will not return to the way things were before. Before COVID, before this administration, before what has been revealed about our country, before Black Lives Matter, we will not return to the way things were before. So let's just take a moment and loosen our grip on the idea that things will go back to normal, because that's done. (laughs) That's done. And I am really, uh, I'm sorry if you have been hoping that after November 3rd, everything will go back to normal. That's not going to be the case. The healing that we're going to have to do individually and collectively over the coming weeks and months 
is, is a big deal. And we have an opportunity to look at this time and consider how we will participate in the next normal, how we will imagine a better normal, how we can contribute to families and communities and workplaces that are better for everyone there, that do not prop up people in positions of power at the expense of the people who do most of the work. But those are big moves, and I want to talk about our approach to those big moves. And I want to start with something that I've been learning. I'm studying, if you've been following my Instagram at all, which no pressure, it's, it doesn't, it's not a big deal. But um, I've been talking a lot about Adrienne Marie Brown and her work, uh, specifically her work in emergent strategy and shaping change. Uh, and her book is called Emergent Strategy. And that, my friends, that is a big deal. And I want to talk to you about what I've been learning in that book. I have it right here in front of me. I have started this book several times and made it through the introduction several times. Uh, so many times, in fact, that the whole thing is highlighted and underlined in such a way that I can't even tell what my notes were <laughs> because it's that good. Uh, but I finally made it past my fourth or fifth, whatever it was, reading of the introduction and made it to chapter one. I can't recommend her work, Adrienne Marie Brown's work, highly enough. But what I want to talk to you about are some of the principles of emergent strategy. Emergent strategy is a way of shaping change because change is all around us. That's the first, the first thing we have to acknowledge and surrender to and, um, and hopefully eventually embrace is that change is the only guarantee we have and it is constant and it is around us and it is within us always. And how do we shape that change? How do we shape it? It's not control. It's not, um, it's not white knuckling, but it's how do we live and act every day in a way that shapes the change that is, that is inevitable. And she talks about, uh, the principles of emergent strategy. And I just want to share a couple of them with you today. And I think that that might, I, th- I, I know, I know that this will, uh, inform my approach to the next days and weeks and months and years. And I hope that it will be helpful for you as well. One of the principles of emergent strategy, one of the principles of shaping change in ways that are meaningful and lasting and equitable and just is that we start small, that the large is a reflection of the small. It's that quote that you've read on fortune cookies and seen on bumper stickers to be the change you wish to see in the world. Because if you can transform your own self, then you will be participating in the transformation of the world. But that one individual person is not likely to transform the entire world on their own if they are unwilling to begin with themselves. And so in what way do we do some self-examination after all of this is over? In what ways can we shift? In what ways can we take small little steps in the direction of healing, not just for ourselves, but for our families and our communities and the people around us? Here's what that means for me. Here's what I'm doing. I have given myself permission to have lazy mornings. (laughs) 
you know, we have this uh, kind of obsession in our culture with hustle and with work and with productivity. And we have tied so much of our worthiness and belonging to and, and beyond worthiness and belonging, just your right to be in a room, to have access to healthcare, to have access to education, basic human rights, we have tied to the ability to produce, to create, to generate output. And we, how many times have you been asked the question, are you a morning person? And we, we talk about morning habits that are effective and being, you know, your most productive self. And that is fine. Don't hear me say that if you're a morning person, you're doing something wrong. And don't hear me say that we shouldn't be productive in the mornings. But here's what I know about myself is that if I tell myself that I'm going to wake up at 6am and I'm going to do my three pages of morning pages and I'm going to do my gratitude list and I'm going to have my coffee and go for my walk before I sit down to do any real work, I am setting myself up for failure. I will do that for a couple of days and it'll feel great. And then a few days in, I will be disappointed in myself because slowly but surely I'll drop one of those habits. And by habits, I mean items on a list that have not yet become habits. And so here's what I have done for my own ease and peace of mind is I have given myself permission to have lazy mornings and I wake up and I spend maybe an hour just in my bedroom before I even emerge, uh, reading, doing email, uh, scrolling mindlessly through Instagram, whatever it might be. And rather than fighting and tying my, um, my, my, productivity to the day to the first hour or two. Um, I'm just, I'm letting myself take it easy. (laughs) I'm letting myself take it easy. Now, maybe your life doesn't look like that. Maybe that's not the thing for you. Maybe it's something else, but I have had a lot of resistance around not being productive enough in the mornings. And I decided to choose less suffering for myself. It's a small thing. I have chosen less suffering for myself. In the mornings, I start my day with ease. I start my day with space. And then I'm really productive in the early afternoon. And I'm really productive sometimes at five or six o'clock at night. That works for me. That's a rhythm that works for me. But what I have done for myself is give permission to not conform to what I felt like I was being pressured to conform to, which is an early morning productivity person. It's not me. It's not me. It's a movement. It's a small movement towards ease. It's a small movement towards healing. What could that look like for you? What is, what do you feel resistance around? What do you feel pressured by? And is that really something that you need to do or be or say? Or is that something that the world has decided matters and you've inherited that story? Maybe you don't have to be a morning person or a super productive morning person. Maybe you don't have to be X, Y, or Z or do whatever the thing. Maybe you get to choose your own narrative and move towards healing and move towards ease. That is a small movement. And wouldn't it be great if our collective, if our country, our culture, our society made a move toward ease and healing, made a move away from resistance and friction and pressure and urgency and moved toward healing? Okay, so if that's what we want, how are you going to do that for yourself? 
What is it in your family routine that is just a huge point of resistance? And does it really matter that much? Is it really as consequential as you think? What would happen if you moved away from the resistance and towards ease? What would happen if you chose less suffering? Because here's what we have seen this year is that the world is going to offer plenty of difficulty for you, plenty of drama for you, plenty of pandemics and political unrest and societal upheaval. Why not, wherever you can in your own life, move towards ease, move towards healing, And maybe this shows up in your calendar and how you schedule your life. Is there anything in your life that is just like a freaking vampire on your schedule and on your energy? And is it really something that you need to dedicate time to? Or can you let it go? If we are moving the whole, the large towards healing, then how are you going to move your life, yourself, your being towards healing? Simple movement away from suffering. That's all I'm talking about. Move away from suffering. The second principle, which feels very, I don't know, principle sounds very academic, but the second, um, the second thing I want to talk to y'all about in emergent strategy is that what you pay attention to grows. (laughs) What we pay attention to grows. Here's what I've been paying attention to this year. Well, in the last few weeks, I have been paying attention to what is missing. I have been paying attention to the stability that I perceive I am missing. I have paid attention to the uh, finances that I perceive are missing. I have paid attention to a lot of things that I perceive to be missing. And you know what happened? I, I started missing my life because I spent hours on LinkedIn. I spent hours on job boards. I spent hours budgeting worst case scenario and best case scenario and making all these plans. And meanwhile, life was happening all around me. And right now I'm staying with a friend in Washington, DC, who challenged me the other day. um, And he said, why, why don't you just let yourself be here for a little while? (laughs) I moved here uh, last month temporarily to get a change of scenery and to kind of recalibrate after the year that we've had. And I have spent all of my recovery time focusing on paying attention to what I perceive to be missing. And when he invited me to shift my focus to pay attention to something else, which was moving away from suffering and moving towards healing... I started telling myself every day, I'm safe, I'm happy, I'm free. And you know how I have felt ever since that conversation with him? I felt safe and I have helped, felt happy and I have felt free. Now, I have also felt a little cranky and stressed out, but those are just spikes. And we're, we're in week two. <laughs> we're in week two. That feels like, that feels like a good rhythm. Safe, happy, free. Safe, happy, free. What are you paying attention to? Are you paying attention to what is wrong, what you perceive to be wrong? Are you paying attention to what you perceive to be missing or what you perceive to be incorrect or insufficient or not enough? Because I bet that's what's growing around you is more of the same. Let me invite you to do what my friend invited me to do, which is to just be for a moment and notice what is. Notice what is around you. What are you going to choose to pay attention to? And I know, I know that right now there's a lot 
to notice. And there's a lot to pay attention to on a macro level in the world, in the country. But I'm talking about you right now. I'm talking about small. I'm talking about your one life. What do you choose to pay attention to? Because that is what will grow. Safe, happy, free. Safe, happy, free. What is it for you? That's what it is for me right now. Safe, happy, free. What is it for you? What could you shift your focus to? What could you choose to pay attention to? Because it will grow. Now, I'm not talking about paying attention to something with an expectation of growth. (laughs) And I'm not talking about uh, assigning a metric and measuring every single day to see how much has been achieved. I'm talking about releasing your expectations. And I'm talking about releasing your white knuckle grip, controlling an outcome. Because guess what? You're not going to be able to control your outcomes. What have we learned this year? What have we seen that our best plans and our worst plans generally don't pan out the way we thought? I'm inviting you to pay attention to something better. Pay attention to something that moves you away from suffering and trust without trying to white knuckle control the outcome. That's the invitation. Start small. Start with you. Start with one movement in your life toward ease and away from suffering and then pay attention to it. Pay attention to healing. Pay attention to laughter. Pay attention to the places in yourself that expand and become more spacious and open when you move away from resistance and suffering. Pay attention to that. And the more you pay attention to expansiveness and spaciousness and growth, the more of that will appear. The more of that will show up, the more of that will will grow in your life. But it's not going to be because you forced it and it's not going to be because you measured it and it's not going to be because you set out a plan to make it happen. And it will probably only make sense when you look back at it. But in a moment, in an individual moment, how can you shape change for yourself? How can you heal and suffer less? What choice can you make? What can you release? What can you move away from? And what can you move toward? That is the invitation that I have for you in these days and weeks around this crazy election season. In your individual life, maybe moving away from suffering means removing some apps from your phone. Maybe that means turning off all of the notifications. Y'all, I haven't gotten a notification on my phone. I miss every phone call I get, but it's because I have turned off every single notification on every single app, including the phone device, the, the actual getting phone calls. My ringer is on silent all the time, all the time, because it is like confetti. It is like shrapnel. It's like, it's like metallic confetti in my brain when that thing is vibrating and pinging all the time. No more notifications, no more pings, no more buzzing is a movement away from suffering and toward healing for me. Examining the stories that I have inherited around productivity and hustle and work and busyness, examining those stories and opting out of them. That's a movement away from suffering and towards healing for me. It doesn't mean that I don't work hard, but it does mean that I don't dedicate my entire life to productivity. And it does mean that I no longer measure my productivity as a reflection of my worth and whether or not I belong in the room. That's not a good neighborhood for my brain. I belong in the room. If I'm not 
at the top, then I'm right where I need to be. I don't want to be at the top of every room I walk into. I don't want to be the most productive or busy person in any room. That's not my metric. That's a movement away from suffering and toward healing for me. What is it for you? And then what are you choosing to pay attention to? Because there's going to be a lot of noise, y'all. Where will you get the news that you trust? What will be your handful of sources that are not trying to clickbait you and are not trying to generate outrage with headlines? Where are you going to get your news that you trust so that you know what's going on? Where are you going to get input that that is like generative and life-giving for you? Where are you going to turn all of the volume down? What are you going to pay attention to? Because it will grow. If you pay attention to how pissed off you are, that's going to grow. What are you choosing to focus on? What are you choosing to pay attention to? Because it's not just sitting there. It's not stagnant. It's dynamic and it's growing. I've now said it 25 times, I think, in this podcast, but it matters. It matters. And I want you to, I want all of us to consider how we can make these shifts in our own lives right now, away from suffering and toward healing trusting that when we do that in our individual lives, then we are participating in the transformation of the whole of the world. We are being change that we wish to see in the world. Slap that shit on your bumper sticker. All right, y'all. That's enough for today. Thank you. I can't wait to talk to you again next week. We're going to have conversations. Sometimes I'll talk to you about what I'm reading if it really feels timely. Sometimes I'll read a poem if I can get the permission. I don't know. I need to look into that. Sometimes I'll just give you a pep talk and cheer you up for a few minutes and tell you how awesome you are. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different every week, but um, I'm just going to try to make this a place where where you can get meaning and where you can turn down the noise and where you can feel uh, maybe filled up. So thank you for being here this week. We're not sponsored by anybody. This shit's just me, y'all. Thanks for being here. If this meant something to you, share it with a friend that you think it might mean something to. I'm not measuring this, but I just want the right people to hear these stories and to be in touch. So find me at darrenjackson.com. That's D-A-R-Y-N jackson.com. That is where this podcast lives. There are some other projects there that we'll talk about in the future. Our new liturgy is there, which, whew, y'all, let me tell you all about that in probably the next episode. Some writing that I do is there. Um, and I've started in, in my writing. I'm also including a companion, like artistic piece. So the last blog that I wrote also had a, a poem, a link to a poem, uh, reading. So that kind of thing. There's some cool stuff on that website. I would love for you to check it out. I would love for you to visit it and let me know. Let me know what you think. Be in touch. Please leave a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you hear this podcast so that, so that the right people can find us. And outside of that, I just want to connect with you and talk to you and hear from you. And I'm really excited to be doing this again. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Hey, take care of yourselves. All right. We're going to make it.